Welcome back to J. Tom Lawler Rink here at Merrimack College, where our score at the end of the first period is 13th ranked UMass Lowell 0 and Merrimack 0. This is Mike Macknick alongside John Leahy. First game of this decade, the 2020s, and uh, first intermission break as well. Tonight's first intermission is brought to you by Fuddruckers, an official partner of Merrimack Athletics. Make sure you stop in at Fuddruckers for a burger or delicious salad before or after the next Warrior game. Located down the street from Merrimack at 550 Turnpike Street. Fuddruckers also has locations in Reading and Salem, New Hampshire. Well, 0-0 our score here. Andy Merritt joins us from UMass Lowell Radio. And Andy, kind of a crazy first period. Uh, some of the chances, some of the bounces in that first period, I, I suppose that both, both goaltenders perhaps fortunate in some ways that um, you know that it didn't come back to hurt them, but we had some strange uh, situations at both ends of the ice. Yeah, I, I agree, and I think uh, you know Tyler Wall in the UMass Lowell net made some big saves. I thought Merrimack actually did a better job of almost capitalizing on those chances, and, and like you mentioned, a lot of bounces going a lot of different ways. I thought the Warriors did a better job of uh, getting more out of those opportunities. We were just talking about it over on our side down the uh, down the press box here that uh, I think the Riverhawks had some opportunities, but a lot of shots went by the net, and, and you really didn't see we, we weren't talking that much about Troy Coburn in that period just because he wasn't tested enough. I think for, for the Riverhawks, they're going to need to test him a little bit more if they want to do something in this game. Yeah, both goaltenders I guess made some big saves in that first like you said, maybe Coburn not as much as uh, as Wall, but you had the breakaway by uh, Sodergren, a great chance there by one of the guys that Lowell would like to have get that chance, and you know he made a good bid to try to go into the crossbar, and Coburn stopped him with the blocker. Yeah, and that's probably the, that one. That save was probably the biggest one of the period, and then Carl Berglund uh, for UMass Lowell gets a pretty good look in the low slot. He ju- just goes over the crossbar, but to go, you know, Coburn put himself in good positions on both of those opportunities. But I think uh, the Riverhawks haven't been really smart with the puck, and I, I really do think the Warriors have done a nice job of breaking up passes. We saw it, especially when UMass Lowell's been on the power play. Short-handed. That might have been the strongest set stretch of the period for uh, for Merrimack. It's short-handed. You saw those uh, those forwards playing up high and, and taking away shooting lanes and passing lanes against an opportunistic team. You can give up some goals short-handed for sure. Yeah, I was going to say, I think that's one of the things I'm sure that uh, they're talking about between periods down in the low locker room. Is, uh, you got to pay attention to that as well. I thought some of the chances, you know, Merrimack's been able to get back on the transition pretty quick through the neutral zone, finding some guys and getting some chances up ice. Lowell wants to, to try to shut that down, I'm sure. Yeah, I think some of the Lowell defensemen were, were pressed into action on some plays where they shouldn't have been anywhere near the puck uh, just because it seems like the Warriors are doing a nice job of getting through the neutral zone and getting themselves into some, some dangerous positions. You know, the Lowell defensemen are, are looking very strong so far, and especially uh, John McDonald and Seth Barton, who have been out for, with injury. We're, we were wondering on our side, you know, what are they going to look like? They were pressed into action early. They looked sharp, which is a good thing for UMass Lowell, but you didn't really expect them to be that busy this early in the game. These two, these two teams are very similar. The 21 underclassmen. Lowell's getting a lot of production out of their guys like Brown and Bergman. How special is this freshman class? I tell you what, you know, the, the class has been pretty good, and that line especially, Brown, Berglund, and Zach Kaiser, have been maybe the most consistent combination for this team throughout the year, and it's, it's really surprising. They they weren't playing like freshmen from game one. They were playing like a group of guys who've been playing together for a long time. Um, you know, Matt Brown, I mean, you guys saw it. You put him in a phone booth, he's going to get himself out of it. Um, and then Carl Burton, I think, is really a prototypical center. He's just so smart with the puck, and Zach Kaiser will go to the dirty areas and get the puck. He's, he's a very stable, consistent, solid guy, and that combination has been dangerous all year. The class has been good. That line, 
is special, and I would not be surprised if that line stays together for the bulk of their college careers. This has been a key, really, for Norm Bazin teams, right? And Lowell is that, you know, I mean, they you know, guys that are a little older, have some experience, they come in, they're able to to, uh, you know, to contribute right away, um, you know, and the effort is right there. I mean, you talked about, I mean, that, that rush by Brown, I don't know how he didn't end up putting a puck in the net because he did almost everything but, but he's able to stick Kendall through a couple of guys to get that puck in. You know, that, to me, has always been a hallmark. How he does it, I don't know. But Norm Bazin seems to have these guys just giving 110%. Well, and that's that's kind of the name of the game. If you're a program in, in college hockey in general, but especially in hockey East, if you're not the BUs and the BCs who bring in recruits at an early age that are top-level recruits, you've got to go find some guys with some experience. I think it's still the roadmap here in Merrimack to find the older players who maybe got overlooked early in their career. They go play a couple of years in junior, and then they take that next step. That means they're ready to play college hockey. And, um, I think older, slightly older freshmen and guys who are just willing to work hard. That That's the big thing. It's been true at Lowell. It's true at Merrimack. You get a guy who can work hard, he's going to have some success in these programs because that's what they're built on. Neither one of these teams will ever out-talent most of the teams in college hockey. They're going to outwork them. That's when they'll be successful. What's different about Tyler Wall's play this year? Huh. Uh, I think we saw flashes of this last year, but it wasn't consistent, and I don't know if it was a confidence thing exactly, but from day one, he has looked completely comfortable in net, and it, it really, it blew my mind, because coming in, I thought, well, you know, Christopher Hernberg t- took some big minutes for him last year. Now you don't have that backup. You've got younger guys playing the backup role. What happens when Tyler Wall has to be good and has to stay in net, no matter if he's having a bad night? Well, he answered the question by not having a lot of bad nights. He's, he's just looked so much more confident, like he knows coming into this year, he knew this is my job and I'm going to keep it and there's no question about it. Even when he gives up a goal, even if he gives up a bad goal, he never looks rattled. We saw that a little bit last year. He'd give up a bad goal and then would turn into one or two more. That doesn't happen this year. He's really between the ears. I think that's the biggest difference for him because he's always had the talent and the size, but now you just never see him get rattled and that's, that's huge for this team. This team will go somewhere because of that. Andy Merritt's our guest. He's doing a color tonight on the broadcast for UMass Lowell, longtime college hockey scribe. I love using that word, so I'll use it again here, scribe. But uh, working with Bob Ellis now, how many years has it been now that you've been doing it? And uh, and what's that like? I've had a chance to do a couple of games. I actually know Bob going way, way back to my high school days, which you know has to be a long, long time ago. But uh, he is re- truly one of the characters, one of the real gems here uh, in, the, in college hockey broadcast. He, he really is. This is my third year with Bob at um, you know, it's funny when I was a, a scribe. Primarily, I would see him at games, and it's just like, "What? This guy's doing everything. He's calling the game. He's taking pictures. How does he do all this stuff?" And uh, he's just a whirlwind. He's a force of nature, and, and he's he's really an old school broadcaster. He, he just he does the fundamentals. He, he he'll tell you stories from I don't even know how long ago they were, um, and he's got that recall and. You know, I'm just along for the ride. He sets it up, and I can make the points. And but when I say something really dumb, he's gonna fix it. Like I, th- I think I actually in our pregame chat with Scott Borick, I, I spotted Merrimack uh, a, a university title rather than college, and I realized afterwards that's not something Bob would have done. He would have gotten that right. I don't know where that came from in my head, but uh, but yeah, he's just he's a class act and he does a great job. All right, Andy, thanks so much. Are you doing uh, some writing still these days? Not not for college hockey. I, I got out of the uh, got out of the rat race with college hockey. Now I just get to enjoy it as a broadcaster and a fan, which, you know, I, I miss the writing a little bit, but I, I don't miss the deadlines. I don't miss the late nights at all. And it's great just being able to get up here and, and watch a game and talk about it, right? You can't beat it. Absolutely. And I don't have to edit what I say afterwards. I just say it, and then we move on. If I make a mistake, well, I made a mistake. It's great. Yeah.
Nice. <laughs> Andy, great. Always great to see you. Uh, great first period here. Hopefully the rest of the game goes the same way. Uh, have a good call on the rest of the game. We'll see you again soon. All right. Thanks, guys. Good to see you. Andy Merritt, our guest here from UMass Lowell Radio with the score. Lowell 0, Merrimack 0. We're back with more right after this. This is Warrior Hockey.